Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Crossing the Tape, a true crime podcast. Today we've got for you another mini-episode where we'll cover the history and a little education on a variety of forensic topics. Before we get started today, though, please sign the crime scene log and join me, Brendan, as well as my co-host, Hillary. Uh, Before we get too deep into those murky waters, let's tell you a little bit about us, huh? Yeah, that'd be good. As you may recall, I am currently employed as a deputy on Earth. (laughs) I've got a little over seven years law enforcement experience and a small, small handful of advanced training hours. Whereas my wife is actually the best ever at everything. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate it. Well, that's how I feel. Thank you. Uh, what do you specialize in? What's all your business? Well, currently, I am a cold case investigator and crime analyst. Before, I was a crime scene investigator, and my specialty is forensic science and namely death investigations. Mm -hmm. So, of course, today's topic deals with none of those. No. Exactly. No, this is a mini-episode. A little bit different. What is our topic today? Our topic today is a forensic tool known as ALS. Ah, yes, an Angus lamb shank, one of my favorite dishes. No, this isn't our cooking show. Ah, yes, so it is not authentic lobster salad. (laughs) No. If this is about the gentleman who catched the lobster, right? The uh, uh, abstract longshoreman. Not quite. What about the footwear they used to keep from slipping off the boat? Their automatic leveling shoes. No. Okay, well. This is an alternative light source. If you're wondering how long you're going to have to put up with my jokes, average lifespan, about <laughs> 80 years, so you got a few <laughs> more decades. But go ahead with... Uh, uh, <laughs> Authentic laser sneaks or whatever. Okay. <laughs> I like that better. So ALS, alternative light source. And this is actual lab science? It is. I can't stop. <laughs> um, it's used in eh, for crime scenes, namely. But some, for those of you who are not in the field, um, if you have ever watched CSI and they get out that big... <clears throat> That big tool that looks like a suitcase and it has a hose coming out of it and Grissom puts on different colored glasses to see things and when he lights it up, Mm -hmm. then that's what it is. Like ultraviolet? Yes. Black light type of? It's like a black light. Um, Usually the original ones, which I'll get into, were much larger and even some that I have used are a decent size, about the size of a suitcase. Mm -hmm. But... Um, technology is really advancing where it's becoming more and more fine-tuned and there are black lights out there that are so good they pretty much do the same thing mm-hmm. now I'm sure if you're with an agency that has a healthy budget you've probably got you know some the size of like a cell phone or something rather than right. a gigantic suitcase right and you think we're talking about dinosaurs here right So, the tool itself takes visible light wavelengths that are emitted from bulbs. And I'm not going to go too much into the science so that I don't bore anybody. But the purpose is to detect substances that may not be detected with the naked eye or regular flashlight. 
So basically, you're looking for something that isn't there, that you don't see on the onset. Um, It is there, but you need help seeing it, which the ALS makes that possible through fluorescent light. And when light is absorbed at one wavelength and the emission of light has a longer one, you can see it visibly. Mm -hmm. So without, again, I'm not going to go into the science, but that's the basics. Much different than regular incandescent lighting. Right. They're just shining a flashlight on something and going, ah, there's no right. No DNA or nothing there. Right. But it, yeah, it fluoresces when it detects a substance. Bingo. Right. So, it's used to detect markings on individuals in addition to being used to look at blankets and floors for any kind of bodily fluid. But recently, in particular, it's been used for detecting markings on individuals like in domestic violence cases maybe somebody claims they have a bruise or they had one a few days ago and the report is delayed you can use and you can use ALS mm-hmm. to bring out that bruise and photograph it um, ALS began um, well it's it was the science was around longer but for law enforcement about the uh, 1990s is when they started really using it to detect bruising. But prior to that, um, it was used in the 1970s. And at that time, it was first used by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Oh, the Mounties. Right. Not the pro wrestler, the Mountie. (laughs) The actual agency. The Mounties. Um, They had huge machines, and they had to water cool the lasers... Because oh, they, wow. yeah, it was a huge contraption. Even in Canada? Mm-hmm. Where it's generally I, cold? I guess. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> and they, uh, they couldn't take it out to the field. So even though the big suitcase type ones are cumbersome, it is nothing compared to what they were in the 1970s. Right. That's actually, you don't have to bring the evidence back to. Right. Or the potential evidence. You, yeah, you can do it on scene. Because then you'd have to collect. Everything, Everything that might have well, some trace of bodily fluid. And, right. Can you imagine if it's a suspicious death or some kind of assault scene and you have no idea where there could be DNA? Right. You're and, tearing up the carpet, taking every blanket right. and mattress, piece of clothing. Right. Ugh. I mean, you might be able to see some of the fluids. Literally but, the kitchen sink. Right. In case they wash their hands of the blood. Right. Well, that's what luminol's for. That's another. Done it again. That's another time. This is why we're here. <laughs> we're here to learn from the best. So it wasn't until the 1980s and 90s that the portable one was developed, which is the suitcase one I'm talking about. Yes. And from there, it's been modified even more down to, as I mentioned, you know, and you mentioned almost cell phone size, or even modern black lights are really, really. A, a good. Like of a decent enough strength. Yes. And the wavelength is such. Right. So now you can have that in your pocket and instead of lugging it around. But I can't imagine in the 70s that technology is great. Yeah. But can you imagine well, having to collect everything? Invaluable. But you have no idea what you're looking for when you're on the scene. No. Like, oh, you, just take everything. Right. You might have an idea depending on the type of incident. But even then, you it's better safe than sorry. You can't return to that crime scene. 
once you re- release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get lucky when it's like, well, there's suspicious death. The person was found in bed. Oh, good. Then all we have to do is take the entire bedroom set. Right. But if there's a trail of blood <laughs> through the house, right. You know, from one room to the next, mm-hmm. just pack up the house. Right. Put it all on wheels. Yeah. And we can only use the laser for short periods of time before they have to be water cooled. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so it's come quite a long way. Well, now, even like uh, in the uh, Gordon Ramsay show Hotel Hell, he yeah. exposes how gross some of these hotels are using a blacklight deal. Well, yeah, and then. And then you see his butt, usually, <laughs> in most episodes. If you haven't watched the show, yeah, don't. it's no, it's don't. a lot of Ramsay butt. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary. But honestly, he does use that kind of thing to show mm-hmm. owners and guests, right. like, look, germs. But it's the law you. enforcement application is a bit more than like, ew, gross. Right. It's, it's actual evidence. Yeah, you find and signs of you know assaults, sexual homicide, anything well, like that. And that's the thing is ALS is great for fluorescing that substance you can't see, so you can take a photograph. Mm-hmm. So it's not only just for you to look at it right, it's and determine actual. it's there. It's for evidentiary documentation. Right. That can be presented later. Mm-hmm. Someone says that they were never in you know, that room or that they, didn't, you know, they were never around or whatever. Yeah. We found you can, here you can see the whole room is yeah. glowing. Right. So it really is helpful. And it, it's, a, it's another way of documenting evidence that has come a long way. Mm-hmm. So, that's really about all I had. Well, it is a mini-episode. It is. And this is not a master class. No. This is just a brief telling of some of the tools and methods used to convict the wrongdoers. Right. Or exonerate the rightdoers. Right. Does happen. Yeah. Not very often, but it does. (laughs) Because if you use something like this and there's no traces of any bodily fluids when someone's under murder or whatever, mm-hmm. then that could very well Exonerate be them. Right. The presence of physical evidence is always the best. I mean, every type of... Every piece of every investigation is important. From the initial responder to the coroner, if we're talking about a death. But yes. every single piece is important. But I have always felt that physical evidence, because it's so tangible, is probably one of the best yes because then if you have the physical evidence whether it's there or not you can tie in every other piece of the investigation which that ultimately makes the case right it's super interesting with something like this because if you walk into a house and there's no clear signs of anything you have no idea what's there yeah you have no clue but you could be standing in a mountain of evidence think about that the next time you stay at a hotel yeah, that if you didn't use your alternative light source and Gordon Ramsay butt, you have no idea what you're really looking at. I would say don't touch the curtains. Yeah. Because you know they don't change those. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wash ours once a year. <laughs> but I know what's on there. It's dirt. And we still don't take the alternative light source to them, just no. in case. We I, don't want to know. Ignorance is bliss. It's dust. It's dust. I know that much. But I don't know what's on that hotel curtain. Who knows who did what where. I think that's a wrap for today. Yeah. And we'll be back at you with a full episode quite soon about something probably horrible. But we'll tell you all about it. 
That's the nature of the business. Yeah, unfortunately. For today, signing off, I'm Brendan. I'm Hillary. So long.